Okay, we've got uh, a few questions here. If we run out of these and we still have time, we can go back to raising hands and we'll try to repeat the questions and get it so everybody can hear. Uh, so I'll, I'll go through some here. And is Daniel ready? We're ready, okay. How should Christians respond to people who believe that music in the grand scheme of things is useless and contains no moral value? Wow. <laughs> um, I don't want to embarrass the questioner, but can you explain what you mean by who would think it is, has no moral value? What does that mean before I frame the answer? If the person doesn't want to say, that's fine. But, okay, I think they don't want to say, so <laughs> let, me, let me take my best stab at it. Maybe they mean no moral value in teaching or it's not important. It's like, well, you know, when we go to heaven, we won't be playing golf, so why pursue golf? That's a waste of time. Maybe that kind of thing or something like that. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I will say thank you. That's, that's a good clarification, I, and I, that's the way you could take it. First of all, uh, about it being useless. Well, music is definitely not, but this could be a long answer. All the way back to Greek and early heresies, we're not Gnostics, right, where everything's about what you know. And remember the Greeks, well, material is bad, and only spirit is good. So why don't we just all die and go be floating souls in heaven, right? No, God's put us here to work, to have families, to have jobs, and the whole dominion mandate, right? And to, and to bless them. And there will be the new heavens and the new earth, not the new cloud and the new cloud, right? We're going to always live and be around people and, and do fruitful things, physical-ish things, I guess, right? And... And even until then, or whatever that looks like, we have physical things to do now. Wives, submit to your husbands. It doesn't say wives just ethereally meditate and husbands, uh, did I do that right? And husbands love your wives. It doesn't say husbands just meditate in the ether about, no, do things, right? Help with the dishes or whatever it is, right? So we live a physical embodied life. Grant, that's my first part of the answer. We're physical creatures and that glorifies God just doing things, taking care of animals, taking care of children teaching working whatever you're doing so we have to eat we we laugh we tell stories to each other because we're people because that's what people do well people sing everybody sings kids sing out in the parking lot soldiers da na 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 we know they're marching right everybody sings you sing in the shower you can't help it people sing even animals sing even at night right and the frogs and stuff the whole, even the Bible says, creation sings. The spheres, it talks about, you know, that, that moon and stars are his handiwork. So if rocks and things can do it, why not us, right? So music cannot be useless because at the very least, music is us saying thank you to God and using our humanity and using that part of our being and, and, and giving voice to it. One thing I also didn't mention, one of my early principles was 
the spirits, I may have said it, but the spirits speak, singing is glorified speech. That's why we have songs. People don't just get up there and say, I really, really love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, really love you. Yeah, yeah. They put, they put a music to it because it, it, it gets to your soul, right? And all lovers, you know, how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. They sing, right? Like 99% of pop music is love songs, okay? It's glorifying their affections of love. So, of course, we have music. It's not useless. It helps us have glorified speech. It helps us be human and do what humans do, okay? So it can't be useless. Not to mention its value is entertaining and forming us and help, you know, what it does and helps your brain and things like that as you study music and play music. Containing moral value. Well, that, if, if it means, we talked about how music is formative and ha can help train you into, and there's actually evil music and music that in its basic message says, do bad things, fight the man, <laughs> you, know, you know, rebel. Okay, there's music that basically, you just turn it on and you say, that's not, that music is telling me to rebel and be bad. I can just tell. It was designed to make me feel that, okay? And there's music that's designed to say, be a Christian and follow the Lord, okay? So there is a morality in music, if that's what we're talking about. So whether you mean moral, like is there good and bad music, or whether you mean does it have any moral value in training morals, I think it does. I don't know if I've scratched where the person was, or itching where they're scratched, or however you say that, but hopefully I have. Okay, so long, long answer to a, a short question. So in that, you're, you're saying, if what this person is saying, that the music itself, just as instrumental music, is not non-moral. There is a moral value because there is some instrumental music that would be do bad things. Yes. In fact, and I wish I had this, I'll have to show it. I, maybe in the break I can... When you listen to beautiful music, when you listen to that, that cathedral music, that, that had an effect on you, didn't it? It just settled you. Did it make you think of heaven? Did it make you th just think of beauty? You just thought it gave you good thoughts, like, wow, this is glorious. This is, I didn't know people could do that. I didn't know mankind could be that elevated. I mean, all sorts of thoughts you might have. But you're not thinking, I can't wait to take a crowbar to my neighbor. You're not thinking that when you're listening to that music, right? Well... When Igor Stravinsky debuted his Rite of, R -I -T -E, Rite of Spring in 1919, I believe, it was show, I need, I need to get a YouTube of it to show it to you. It was so shocking that the Parisian audience ripped up the theater seats. It drove them crazy. The music, not the message, not was, I am now preaching to you against the gospel of God that you should now do this bad thing. The music just said, Go crazy, folks. Just be animals, okay? It did. So now I'm not saying every music. I don't want you to freak out. Oh, my gosh, can I play this song? Oh, I like this song. Oh, will Bill think it's bad? I'm not trying to make you neurotic. I'm just trying to make your point is there is an art to it, and the musicians, crafters of music have a message, usually, unless they're just writing incidental music. But serious composers have a message, and we'll, in the Reformation we'll see that. And serious evil people that want to incite people to evil, or even if they don't want to, maybe that's just the outflow of their life. That's just what they worship, okay, can be like that. I'm not saying that everything you hear is that way, but it can definitely be that way, even instrumental. Okay. Next question. Now, this one I think is building off 
uh, as you look at the Contus Christi, mm -hmm. there are things from several different places. So like here, why switch from the book of Psalms for singing to the Contus ah, Christi? Okay. You know, mostly the change of Psalm songs to other versions of the Psalms. Okay. In the I know I, I read it, I, but that just helps to have it. Sure. Okay. I, I have a copy of the books of Psalms for singing. I think it's from 1973 by Crown and Covenant publication. I think the main issue there is, I'm guessing it's just the Psalms. I would assume that that is a collection of all the Psalms, all the verses set in harmony, which is a wonderful thing to have in your own language, in English. It's a fantastic resource. But as, and we'll talk about this later, but as you probably know, within the Christian church, there are those that believe we should, the church should only sing the psalms, okay? Now, we should, and, and, and a lot of the modern church has lost that, and they don't hardly sing any of the psalms, so they need to recover that. But, but and so that's at one extreme. We hardly sing any psalms. We've lost all touch with psalmody. Then on this end is you can only sing psalms. Well, the Contus Christi, of course, and most churches in our tradition don't hold that position. Yes, we're heavily psalm-focused, but we want to sing song, other songs too, especially songs that name the name of Christ, okay? Um, Christ the Lord is risen today. You could never do that if you only sung the psalms. So why switch from it? Well, because you want to sing hymns about Christ is, is the most brief answer I could give you. Otherwise, you're just singing psalms. And Conscious Christi does have some psalms from the book of psalms of singing it's eclectic and pulls from many sources to try to give any musical styles heritage and all that um, the heritage that it brings into to bear um. okay how do we have a musically rich church liturgy and things like that and not alienate the non-musical people or those from the world that we are trying to bring in I think they left after my first session because I was too abstruse. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Um, and an additional comment, many beautiful hymns are difficult to sing or learn unless you are musically trained. Yes, and thank you. And both, both yourself and Pastor Sexton mentioned that to me. That is one concern I have in, in sharing all this great music and especially the ones sung by choirs. You might think, wow, this is just so, you know, how can this help me? Um, and I will admit... Uh, the Conscious Christi is rigorous and some of the selections in there are very rigorous. Some I would have to study them before I could even play them probably and sing them. Some are very singable, some are less singable. So um, I do understand that. But as you, the, the person says, unless you're musically trained, well, guess what? And one of my principles is that you need to be trained. Now, I don't necessarily mean you're going to go to music school, but I understand some churches, I understand your church has done this in the past, have times where you meet before like the evening service. We did that when we were first learning the Genevan Psalms and you work on the song. Some, um, how, I would, how I would do this then, how to not alienate people. Well, first of all, you have to let people have to realize if this is your first time in a liturgical church and it seems weird and hard, yeah, that's gonna be tricky, but you have to let people realize, welcome to God's church, okay? If you didn't grow up in this, I mean, your kids, they're young and doing this, it's going to be no sweat for them. They're, going to, they're like, well, of course we do the this and the that and the new dimitis and that. We sing in four parts and chants. Of course we do. Doesn't everybody? 
if you come in later and you haven't had that, yeah, it's going to be hard. So we need to be patient with folks. And we need to help, I would say, as you're picking songs, sometimes if a song is particularly hard, those who are helping plan, use it again and again, either every week or maybe every other week or something until the people really have it. Maybe even make a special session, like during a Sunday school or something, to learn some of the particularly hard ones. Also, you, those who are planning could say, well, you know, we'll start with easier ones. I mean, nothing in here is so easy that it would be childish or like, oh, that's too, that's beneath us. But, you know, every, everybody can sing, you know, when I survey the wondrous cross or, or praise God from whom all blessings flow. Um, every, so there's easy stuff. And there is, my heart has found a noble theme. That is really cool, but that's a hard one. So you really have to work up to that one, all right? So... Bring the people in slow. Bring the easy ones in. On the hard ones, give them lots of time. Take them by the hand and let them know this is your home. You're learning the liturgy. You're learning the music. We're all in this together. We'll help you. Just bring that, make that be your attitude as you're, as you're doing it. I'm saying to those who are in charge of making that do the music. Okay. What kind of instruments did David use? Well, I, I believe uh, harps. Lyres, which I don't really know what the difference is between a lyre and a harp. Maybe a harp is bigger. Um, uh, there were symbols, uh, uh, the timbrel and things. Praise him with the harp, praise him with the lyre. But you're right, he ma actually made instruments. There was, in, a, in the passage, it'll say, and the instruments that David made for worship. It was a variety of, of instruments. Could guitars be then used as supplements in worship? Yes. And the guitar is the, I actually think I have this in, in my notes, the guitar is the modern equivalent of the lyre. Okay, and I know this may be, like, oh no, he, he went there. <laughs> he did it, he did. It's not so much the instruments you use, it's the music that you play. Can I illustrate? That's why I have the guitar, because yeah. I knew I was going to be asked this. Um... One of my favorite hymns is Praise to the Lord the Almighty. Praise to the Lord. You all know that one? Praise to the Lord the Almighty, the King of creation. I'm not Oh, my soul, praise Him, for He is thy help and salvation. That's a hard one because it changes a lot, right? But you could do it. Um, what's another one? We're going to get to this, when you, but the Son of God goes forth to war, a kingly crown to gain the Son I'm looking forward to playing this. She said you can use this as one of, them, as one of the open the next session kind of hymns. We but can. I, what's good is if you have a mix of instruments. I wouldn't say just guitars because it's kind of thin. It doesn't full like the organ you have those low frequencies and the high frequencies and it doesn't sustain so if you have um a variety so i would i i play the organ at our church i wish we had i wish i had some i could play the organ and the piano together to have the nice sustained nature of the organ but with the percussive of the piano and then the guitars on top of it so again what you but just because you have a guitar doesn't mean you have to do
Let's praise Him. Oh, praise Him. Right? You don't have to do that just because you have your guitar. Do other stuff. Be, sorry. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Thou my vessel, by day or by night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my love. Play skillfully on instruments. It takes skill to play like that. It takes study. Not every guitarist can, and I'm not saying I'm the best guitarist, not every guitarist can do more than. Okay, that's not what you want. So you want to have your guitarist be skillful, and then you can play along with the, hard, the good hard stuff. Okay? Don't let me end this conference before I have Jamie. Have you all familiar with Jamie Souls? Any of you? How many? We, we're out of time, aren't we? Uh, okay, we'll do it. We need to hear him play. It's, uh, he has a, a, a chant version of Psalm 4 that will knock your socks off with strings and guitars. I have yet to do it. I want to do it. I'm so excited about it. Sung in harmony. I want to get our people on it. So I'm excited. So anyway, thank you for good questions. We'll just save the rest for next time, right? Yep. I'm going to have to be more brief, though, because I didn't only did three, right? And how many do you have? I was like three or four. Oh, we only had one or two more. So oh, okay. we're, uh, we're not too far off, but good. we can save those. Oof.